it's the Mountaineer Sports Insider once again. Tanner Lambert here, the sports director at U92. Luke Blaine, the sports editor over at the Daily Athenaeum, and myself had a great opportunity that we've been teasing for some time now today, and that was to sit down and have a chat with the new vice president and director of athletics here at West Virginia University, Mr. Ren Baker. Ren was first introduced last December, and there has been a lot that has happened since then, and Luke and I were fortunate enough to sit down and talk to him for about a half hour today. Before we get into the conversation, though, we would like to remind you to go and pick up your copy of the Daily Athenaeum this week on Wednesday from any of the blue bins around campus or at the Daily Athenaeum building near Prospect and Price Street. Uh, This week's edition is special to Luke and myself for that matter. Uh, I I have a little story in there, but Luke and his sports staff over at the DA have worked very hard on this edition. It's the MSI edition of the uh, paper, and Luke told me earlier today that it is one of the best sports pages that he's been a part of in his time at the DA. There's all kinds of previews for fall sports in there and so much more. So make sure you pick up your copy this Wednesday. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Sports Night, 6 to 10. Wednesday night on U92 The Moose. You can go to U92TheMoose.com and click Listen Live there. Luke and I will be back again together Friday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on Beat the Clock, also available on U92 The Moose, and if you search the sports page on your podcast platform. We'll have another Mountaineer Sports Insider episode for you on Friday as well, uh, previewing the Penn State game, obviously, but also discussing this week in Mountaineer soccer and volleyball and some of the other fall sports that have gotten underway, as well as really be able to dive back into our conversation with Ren. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, welcome into the Mountaineer Sports Insider. Tanner Lambert alongside Luke Blaine, and we have a very special guest for you today. We've been talking about this for months on our end, but we're so happy to finally get it done. We're at the Coliseum today, and we're interviewing the Director of Athletics, Ren Baker. Sir, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed uh, uh, you guys' podcast a few times. I haven't heard them all, but uh, looking forward to doing this one today. Awesome. Well, that's nice to hear, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we're just one of many guests we have uh, down the line. Yeah. We're, we're we're doing a lot of work. We're ready to hit the ground running this semester, and we really appreciate your time. Yeah, we we had Coach Kellogg on on Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had Coach Leesock on last semester, women's tennis coach, and that was probably our best episode I think we've done as far as the metrics we can or can't see. But uh, definitely the episodes where we have guests seem to be more popular, yeah. especially because you know they get sick of me and Luke. I think. I would think that you guys would sell sell the thing out just on your own. I mean, your <laughs> charisma and charm. Well, thank you. Oh, I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, that's nice of you. So, <laughs> you were hired last December. All right, so not even a calendar year in yet. And uh, I would say it's been probably one of the craziest tenures across the country over the last 10, 15 years, maybe. I, not not speaking on just what's happening here, but, you know, you come into a new league and all of the conference expansion talk as well. It's been a wild time in college athletics. Yeah, it really has. And um, uh, But, you know, I, you do this long enough and you do it at enough places, you, you, you understand that um, – there are times when there's lots going on and lots of chaos and, um, you know, you don't always control, um, uh, what, what occurs and what happens. You can only control your reaction to it. And we've, we've tried to do that and we've tried to be, uh, steadfast and professional about it. And, um, you know, there's been lots of good things too. I've met so many wonderful people and, um, you know, had a chance to watch baseball win a conference championship and, uh, and, and, you know, see coach Maisie get coach of the year and JJ get player of the year. And, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, awesome things that's happened too. And sometimes we lose sight of those when there's those, uh, chaotic times, but, um, I, I've really had a great time and, and I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. 
Yeah, so uh, I think you mentioned you got your girls and family all moved up now. Uh, how has just the transition from Texas to Morgantown been? Good. Um, so they came, um, they finished out the school year. So Heather and, and my youngest daughter, Reagan, came around the 1st of June. And then my, my oldest daughter has type 1 diabetes. So she actually went to a camp that's like three weeks long there in Texas. And uh, so she came um, kind of last week of June. But they've loved it. Um, as you know, Texas has been scorching multiple days, uh, 108, 109, type days. And so uh, here, the weather is the same every day. Weather, weather person here has the easiest job in the world. High 85, low of 62, 25% chance of rain. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so summer's in Morgantown, like every day is Groundhog Day for the most part. But uh, so we've enjoyed it. We've got out, uh, got a chance to go out and see the state uh, some and, and um, they're, they're loving school, they're loving life and, and they've adjusted very well. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, so you got to see the back half of basketball and then all of the spring sports and, you know, the rest of the winter sports and that. But you haven't been here for football yet. And, you know, you get a little warm up with Duquesne, but to have a night game with the backyard brawl coming in here, something that's not been done in a long, long time. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just got to be exciting, right? It is exciting. And uh, I can't wait to see the fans walk the tailgates to um, take in the environment. Uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've stuck my head into a few uh, game prep uh, and planning meetings and the amount of discussion that's occurring on just uh, trying to keep order <laughs> on that pit game. I'm like, it can't be this crazy. And they were like, oh, yes, it can. A 7 p.m. Uh, game yeah. uh, in the backyard brawl, like, it'll that's going to be a wild day. But it's going to be a fun day, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, I, was, I mean, we were talking last spring. And it was just like, there's no way they're going to let that be a night game, right? Like last year, they didn't even let it be on a Saturday. They're not going to let it be a night game. And then they got announced, and we were like, okay. And you start to hear and you look and round, and McAfee's talking a little bit, trying to get game day to potentially come here, all of the things that could come with that. It, it's one of the probably most looked forward to days in a long time here on campus. Yeah, you know, it's such a special rivalry, and uh, I've been pretty strong in, in my desire and belief that um, we should play uh, Pitt in every sport we can as many times as we can. Um, and uh, people's excitement over the backyard brawl uh, football edition is, is certainly cemented that. I mean, I, you, the enthusiasm that game alone has, we could have probably sold uh, – the stadium out twice to be honest and so we're very excited uh, to, to have it here and to be able to get going yeah so uh did you really have uh how much of an idea did you have before you came here about the backyard brawl and just how much that meant to fans and has that changed has your perception changed since coming here or? yeah i knew um first of all that the fan passion here was very high i mean i think most people nationally uh knew that i knew about the backyard brawl, and I knew about the rivalry with with Pitt, but but probably didn't understand the the depths of it. Um, you know, it's one of those things you can't really understand until uh, until you experience. I mean, much like I say this all the time, um, they told me in the interview process how much the university and the athletic program means to the people of the state. But you really can't get a sense for it until you've actually been here and driven this state and stopped it some random convenience store and, and people like, Hey, welcome to West Virginia, you know, and, and you just know, Hey, they follow this program at a level of which they, they know who you are and they, they, they very much are paying attention. And so, um, I think the rivalry is, is, is like that. You, 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 um, understand, uh, it's a rivalry, but everybody has rivalries, right? But, 
um, it, it's a, it definitely takes on a different tone and tenure and just the demand for tickets alone, um, is, has been pretty impressive. That's awesome to hear. Uh, speaking on football a little bit, I think that this year, uh, they've got a lot of opportunity in the schedule and I wanted to talk more a little bit about travel, not really the team itself. They're going to Texas and Oklahoma and Florida. That really is it. So the travel this year is pretty much better, I think than most years where you're traveling to at least the same sort of areas of the country. Um, with the new Big 12, obviously that could look a little bit different. You do have two teams now in the Eastern time zone, which has not been the case for the last decade. Uh, and you talked about travel at, at your press conference last week a little bit, but you know how it could look different for this team moving forward. And you know there's still teams out there that are looking to maybe join leagues and whatnot and how it could even change even more. Yeah, I um... – you know, I, I hate just the general uh, lack of uh, geographic proximity that's happened in college athletics. Um, and, you know, it's happened for a reason. Um, the most valuable uh, properties in terms of a television perspective are going to be some of the bigger brands in each time zone. So if you're trying to maximize value, you're going to try and pick up big brands in different time zones, right? And so um, that's how at a very high 50,000 foot level, that's how you kind of get to, to uh, the place that we're at. Um, but there's, there's a lot that's lost in that. Um, you know, we don't really have a conference opponent other than Cincinnati, which we're really excited about them coming in. That's easy for our fans to drive to. Um, and, um, and that certainly hasn't changed with the, uh, with the conference expansion. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be easy for football and basketball, but by and large, they get on a chartered plane with only members of the team travel party. They fly uh, straight to the city that they're going to play in. Um, they get on a bus that's only them, um, and then they go to the uh, hotel or the or the game or the venue. You talk about it, a lot of our other sports. They get on a bus and they bus up to Pittsburgh, get on a commercial flight with everybody else. We try and make sure they don't have middle seats if they're six four, six five, but you you can't guarantee that always. Um, they may have to connect somewhere and catch a connection so if they get weather delayed they're like all the rest of us hustling through an airport trying to trying to figure out a connection or trying to mobilize and move people um, so those are probably the sports honestly that i worry more about um, because um, any kind of complicated trip for them is uh, makes it uh, more difficult um, now you know there are direct flights often to to the phoenix uh area and and uh, some of those locations we picked up but but many times they'll require connections um, so my hope is that we can say, Hey, at 16, uh, are there opportunities to schedule more regionally? Um, could we play in divisions? Could we play in even 14 pods, uh, within that division? Uh, maybe go round Robin with the teams in your pod and go, uh, you know, pull, make sure you play everybody in there in the other pod in your division. Um, but not go from the East coast to the West. I think there are opportunities to look at something like that. Um, but, um, we're pretty early into the process and, and, uh, but, but I've been steadfast all along the way that that's something we need to consider. Yeah. When you talk about regionality in terms of scheduling and, you know, the football team, their two non-conference away games are in Pennsylvania, right? So, or wait, no, there's only one. Yeah, yeah, away yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's in PA, but have you, has there been any, uh, talk of maybe branching out, out of conference more locally, you know, uh, looking at 
schools in Ohio, uh, even maybe with Marshall some. I know that, uh, well, men's soccer plays Marshall because some belt conference, and yeah. I know that uh, tennis does at least two. But yeah. is that, has there been talks of that for any and of baseball the other play, Baseball plays Marshall. That's right. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, so I think it all depends on which um, opponents um, are willing to look at deals um, – where they, if it's power five, home and home, um, and if it's non-power five, we really need to to buy teams in here, um, or at a minimum, do two for one type arrangements. But we really would like to buy teams in here. Game days here are huge for the local economy, and it's important for those reasons. Um, uh, but it's also important uh, when you play nine games in a league that's as tough as the Big 12 uh, to try to, to uh, make sure that, that you set yourself up in the nine conference to have some success. So, um, yeah, in a perfect world, uh, we would be in a power five with a regional rival. Um, my preference would be Pitt, but in years where it's not Pitt, it could be a, a Penn State, it could be a Virginia Tech or Virginia or something like that. Um, but um, then uh, a relevant uh, Group of Five rival, a name that people know, a name that you know that they they would uh, have some knowledge of. We don't want to necessarily go and um, play New Mexico State, right, or or somebody like that that nobody knows anything about. Um, and then uh, ultimately. Um, an FCS uh, opponent and that that's important just because it becomes a numbers game to ensure that you always have seven and and sometimes eight home games Um, so uh, that's really what we're focused on going forward now the problem is going forward seven or eight years from now schedules are done for a long time so uh, but uh, we'll play the schedules that we have out unless there's an opportunity to you know if the SEC were to um go to nine conference games or something like that, that could open up some opportunities to move some things around. But in the future, we're really looking at that model. Well, I think people are looking forward to playing Alabama in the home and home. That's something that I've had circled for a long time on the calendar. That's something you're never – or you're not always going to see on, on a team's, you know, non-conference schedule, especially coming to Morgantown. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, get your feel too, right, first game week here on campus. Obviously, it's at Penn State, but – there's a lot of hype among the student body that I have noticed, and I think Luke could say the same, where, you know, in years past, sometimes week one's not always been great. Last year it was, but a lot of people seem like they're making the trip up to Happy Valley, uh, which is nice, right? Three and a half hours away or so, not too bad. Yeah. It's a old rivalry that hasn't been played in 30 years. Yeah. Um, I actually was talking to an alum last night who um, was at uh, – was here in the days when we played Penn State pretty regularly and um, he was very excited about the game he lives in Arizona now but um, so there's a lot of excitement a lot of enthusiasm I think anytime you open up with a a premier opponent a top 10 opponent an opponent that's expected to compete for the CFP um, but it's also uh, somebody who's regional uh, to you and so there's some water cooler talk uh, amongst family and friends and and then ultimately um you know, it, it's it's uh, at a place that there's going to be sold out crowd and a great venue and a whiteout. It just adds a lot of extra juice to it. So I'm excited. I haven't uh, been to Penn State for a game. Um, you know, growing up in in uh, uh, the Southwest, Midwest uh, parts of the country, um, you, you don't get up to north northeast venues much. And so um, I'm really excited about it. It's good to hear. Yeah. So I. Uh, well, yeah. we, 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 we <laughs> yeah, wanted to ask you a little bit that, about yeah. football. 
um, and, and get into more of that. But we also wanted this to be more of a conversation and a chance for you to talk with the students because we do have a lot of students that listen, a lot of faculty that listen, uh, which is exciting for us, right? This thing it just started last semester, but you know this is a different kind of avenue that maybe you're not used to talking on. And so we wanted to get to know you yeah. a little bit more, right? You're still fairly new on campus. Yeah. There's just been a lot that's happened that has taken you kind of away where you know we haven't got the chance to talk to you yet and we do appreciate the opportunity today so you know we just want to get to know you better as yeah. well not just talk about athletics well um yeah no doubt about it and, and uh you know one of the things that drew me here was our, our students honestly um you know there are places so at north texas where i was we had you know a great student population there but because we were in a, a metropolitan area um, a lot of our students commuted some, a lot of them, um, went part-time honestly and had jobs and, and were trying to pay their way through school. But then there's also a lot of distractions in the marketplace. You have the Rangers, you have the Cowboys, of course, you have the Mavericks, um, and a variety of other pro and collegiate franchises there in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so, um, you know, it, it coming here, uh, I, I knew that um, we were the state's pro team, and uh, there's something special about that. Um, there's something unique about um, the, just the identity, identity that West Virginians uh, have and the connection they feel and the connection that our students feel to this to this state and, and to this place. And um, so really excited to be able to, to spend time with the students and, uh, and to hang out uh, with them. You know, at, at basketball and, and baseball, I was able to interact some with the maniacs and um, and had a good time with them. And so uh, that's probably one of the more fun parts of the job. Good. Have you been on the PRT yet? I have not yet. No, yeah, and I want to, um, and, my, and my girls desperately want to. So um, I need to get over there and do that sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's a heck of a way to get to game day, you yeah. know, especially oh, coming yeah. from downtown. And you walk down, and then you can – it's like coming up on the law school. I don't know if you've come up the hill. Well, no, you haven't for football yet. There's two ways, you know, to get to the blue lot where you can see the whole thing from up above, and that's up at the law school hill yep. where you can look down and see it. And then if you come off the PRT over at Health Science, it's it's quite quite the scene, and it's something you don't have really as far as I've seen, and I've been a lot of places anywhere else, right? I've been to game day at Ohio State many times, and it's nothing like here. And, you know, I try to get people to come here all the time to experience it because it really is the only place in the country that's like this. Uh, did you have something first? No. Okay, so when we had Coach Kellogg on on Friday, he said to us something that, you know, is kind of talked about but not always really uh, known nationally, I guess, and that's that West Virginia, the University of Nebraska, and the University of Arkansas are the only three schools that are the only Power Five in their state with no pro teams. And so that's something here, while there is a smaller population here to most states, it is true, and you've talked a little bit about, you know, that flying WVs everywhere. Um, and, and what that could mean, you know, for recruiting and that sort of stuff is West Virginia is still in this Big 12 that stayed together and, and somewhere where they, I think, could be in a really safe spot and one that they can grow from moving forward. Yeah, so um, let me talk about just the extension of our brand yeah. first and foremost. Uh, it is a very powerful and, and unique brand. I tell people all the time, we have a state flag I couldn't pick it out of the other 50 because I, I don't ever see it being flown. I see the United States flag and the flying WV flag. Like, and so um, I think that's something that's unique here, just how powerful and connected people feel um, to, uh, to the university and the athletic department. Um, the Big 12 in this process of realignment and assessing different uh, candidates, they uh, did a lot of evaluations 
looking at a ton of different metrics. And so despite the fact that we're in a state um, that doesn't carry a significant population, our, our value, um, which they measure in a lot of different things, but primarily through um, how much of the market you command, is always top four or five. Okay. Um, and so just speaks to really um, how that affinity, how strong it is um, with people. And so when you look at the new Big 12, um, yes, we lost a couple of tradition-rich programs, resource-rich programs in Oklahoma and Texas, but we pick up some uh, really fun and uh, cool markets and programs that can penetrate those markets. And then, um, you know, it's such a, you know, you got your teams you pick out in the Southwest, you got the two teams in Utah, and you pick up UCF, who I always describe as new money, so to speak, <laughs> you know, like yeah. um, they're kind of the young, uh, hip uh, kid that, that made some good decisions and, and has come into their own. Um, and so uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a fun conference, unique conference, but I also think it's a conference that we're positioned to do very well in. Good. That's good to hear. So, I mean, the, the daughters, they want to go to Orlando when UCF? And yeah, Virginia I'm play. sure they, they make that trip. Uh, we went to Disney World a couple of years ago. Okay. And um, uh, I spent uh, two days um, there. And when we finished, I told them they can go back as often as they want, but I will never go back again. Uh, so, uh, or oh. if I do, I'll stay at the hotel room. So, okay. Yeah, about, <laughs> about 45,000 steps in two days. That, that's about all of the Disney World that, that I wanted. So, uh, but, uh, no, my girls, they love it. And, and we had a great time and Orlando is such a neat place, yeah. uh, to visit because of all the amusement parks and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, Luke, he's a big star Wars guy. You like oh, yeah. star Wars? I like star Wars. Well, they, yeah. You can go yeah. hop yeah. on the millennium Falcon now. Like that's new. No, no. that's right. That's no. right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell yourself short. We're both star Wars. Well, guys. all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm just kind of a space mountain guy. I'll just go, okay. to, you know, it's the oh, oldest yeah. ride, but I'll just keep going back. I, mean, <laughs> I, I was never... Oh man, my mom's gonna hate yeah. me mentioning this, yeah. but I I hated roller coasters. I've always hated roller coasters, and my mom kind of, we were with a group, and there was kind of a no way out for me, and we had to go on Space Mountain, yeah. and it just traumatized me. Yeah. Man, it, it was it was awful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she probably she's probably not gonna appreciate yeah. me telling that. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to also you know I saw you around at a, a few of the tennis matches last year, and I just wanted to you know how has coming here and getting to know all these new athletic programs, getting to know coaches, players. How has that been ever since you came here? Yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, I, and I like – if I'm in town and I don't have a conflict, I'm always going to be at the uh, matches and games like it. Um, you know, that's the fun part of the job. Um, to be honest, um, not every part of this job is fun. It's always funny. I'll um, I'll have kids sometimes that come in and they're like, hey, you know, what do I need to do to, to have your job one day? And then I always walk them through. You need to know what this job actually is because you think it's just hanging out at games all the time. And that's like such a small po portion of it. But um, but that is the most enjoyable part of it, to, to get to know young people and get to see them do something that they love and they're passionate about. Um, and they don't win every every match and every game. Um, but they compete every match and every game. And I think when you're in the business of developing uh, people, you love to see people fight through adversity, overcome difficult circumstances, and, and continue to, to compete uh, through it all. So, um, yeah, I love to, to come, love to be around. Uh, most of the sports that we have, we've had at other places that I've been. Um, I think this is my second men's soccer, because men's soccer is not – there's not a lot of men's right. soccer programs. Um, second gymnastics. Um, so yeah, I don't think this, I, I, I don't think there's any sport here that it's my, um, 
uh, first, second wrestling. So some of those that aren't. What about you know, rifle? Yeah, I was about to ask about rifle. Second rifle. Oh, I worked okay. at the University of Memphis, and yeah. Memphis has a good rifle oh, yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, there's a few that this is only my second place uh, to have, but um, all, all of the sports I had interacted uh, with on on some level before. Um, I don't probably know the same depth of knowledge as all of them. They wouldn't want me to sub in and coach some of those sports. But um, love watching them compete and uh, just just really enjoy watching them grow and develop. Yeah, so on that note, I, there were a couple programs I wanted to ask about, specifically because like, Luke loves the tennis program, and that's one oh, yeah. that we like to highlight on MSI. Mine's golf. I, I love the golf team. I saw you down at Pete Dye. I didn't really get the chance to talk to you just a little bit. I think I said something about the weather different than Texas because it was like 40 and raining, yes. and it was late April. It was not fun, and it was not fun for them out on the golf course playing 36 holes in two days and those conditions. not a red number in round one. But to have a course like Pete Dye being able to be the home course of the university is something that I think a lot of other places don't have either, right? It's a course that – you can't walk, right? You got to drive no. the cart on there and that sort of thing. Um, and, and it's also, I think, the newest program here at West Virginia. So, you know, is, is there any ideas you have for growing that program or any anything like that? Yeah, I think what uh, we're doing right now is going to be a game changer um, in that uh, we're building a practice facility awesome. uh, out there in conjunction with, with them. And so, as you articulated, the weather here in the spring isn't always conducive to going out and, yeah. and – uh, playing nine or 18 every day or even going out to the driving range sometimes so um, having a, a world-class indoor practice facility is something that we've needed for a long time and uh, that's finally coming to fruition and I know uh, coach and, and the team are, are you know coach Kovic very excited about it, but so is the team I mean they're every time I talk to them if I haven't been down there um, in two or three weeks, they'll say, "Have you been down and seen the building?" And, you know, like I'm like, "No, it's been a, you know a couple of weeks." But um, but they're they're all very very excited, and that should really help that program a lot. Yeah, I hope so. That's awesome to hear. Uh, and the other one, swim and dive, Big Twelve championships here in Morgantown for the first time, I think, for any sport. Uh, that comes in, I think, February, and uh, we'll be out there. I'm excited to see what that does with Coach Riggs and what they're doing. You know, lots of medals last year, Big Twelves, and now it's coming home. Yeah, right. that's that's got to be exciting. Yeah, what a great facility that is! Yeah. Um, a unique uh, partnership between um, uh, us and the uh, county uh, to build that facility, um, and it's just a gorgeous, beautiful uh, facility that uh, not only can our teams use, but the high school teams and the community get to use. And um, and so we're excited to host the Big Twelve. We we would like to make it the permanent side of the Big Twelve. So you know maybe you you all can help campaign for that while they're here. Sounds good. I mean the national team too, right? Yeah, diving trials yeah. are going to be oh, there yeah. too for the Olympic team. Uh, not something you see every day here in Morgantown, but definitely something that's exciting and coming. Yeah, and are I you, just oh. you you two need to jump off the top platform. I th- I'd, like I, I'd do it. Yeah. Listen, I run a swim team. Okay, okay. All right. I'm in. Let's go. Ugh, if you do it, you gonna do I it. Mean, with somebody us? scared. <laughs> somebody scared of Space Mountain. <laughs> <is not laughs> jumping off the platform. No, I, I'm not a fan of heights yeah. either. I don't know. You, you could probably it's tell. It's not that high. How high? What is it? I think they got a 10 meter there. No, it's pretty high. It's, man. I, I think it's 10 meter. I think it's something like. Oh no, that's easy. I'll dive off it. Let's go. You you give me permission, dude. I'll do it. I'm in. I mean, <laughs> I think you can do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe we have to maybe. set up a fundraiser, maybe a media fundraiser, yeah, something like that. Get yeah. the MSI host. That sounds good. We could do that. <laughs> okay, I, I can. He's in. See that? Yeah, he's All gonna right. do it too. Uh, I'm in if you're in. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I didn't say I was in to jump. I'm in, I'm in to watch you guys jump. Oh, okay. 
I jumped off a 50-foot cliff in Jamaica one time, and uh, I survived that, but I'm not sure I would ever do that again. I was much younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you have anything else you'd like to add or tell the students or anything like no, that? No, just that we, uh, we understand and appreciate uh, the opportunity that we have to represent this university, which, which a big part of the university is the student body. Certainly our alums, our faculty and staff, but, but our students are our lifeblood. And uh, the energy that they bring to sporting events across the year. I mean, we had some great student uh, crowds at baseball, and they oh, made yeah. a difference. Um, and uh, now they created a beer snake or two out there that we had to, we had to regulate a little bit as cups were being thrown. But we found a way to, to, to mediate and moderate uh, that where everybody could have a good time. So, uh, but we love our students. We appreciate them. We're thankful that uh, that they come, and uh, we're thankful that they chose WVU. Awesome, sweet. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. All right, that right there was our conversation with Ren Baker. Luke and I would like to thank you for listening. Uh, he did also want me to note that uh, he will attempt to ride Space Mountain once again. We also are, I guess, looking forward to. Uh, diving off the highest platform over at the Milan Park uh, Aquatics Facility. Uh, I, I know that I'm down to do it. Uh, Luke, however, I, I don't know if he will. But, uh, you know, that, that we'll, we'll see when that comes. And maybe we'll get, uh, you know, Baker to do it with us. <laughs> who, who knows? But uh, it was a really fun conversation today that we were able to have at the uh, Coliseum with uh, Athletics Director Baker, and uh, we really appreciate him taking the time. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Fairbanks2WVU, and uh, we'll see you on Friday. It's the Mountaineer Sports Insider.